Expand and impact. Internal transformation for external impact. Achieve your goals without sacrificing yourself. I'm Violetta Znarkowski, but you can call me Violet. Welcome back to another episode of the Expand and Impact podcast, a place where we explore how you can create a successful life that is an authentic expression of you, and also where we explore the intersection between personal development and gender equality. I was out for a long walk the other day, and walking in nature is something that always jolts inspiration in me. It's something about Like, I don't really know what it is, but I think it's something about moving the tension in my body and having the space to be with myself and my thoughts where ideas and clarity always come through and always in moments where I'm just wanting to like go out, unwind, relax and shake off the day. Every time I go out for a walk, inspiration hits even when I'm not ready for it. So when this dose of inspiration hit, I was thinking about how I've never met or haven't met a single person who doesn't want to be happy, feel connected and at ease within themselves and their life. But I have met countless people who are disconnected from their desire to be happy, disconnected from their desire to feel connected and to feel at ease. There's this flickering flame inside all of us that is waiting for us to notice that we actually want it, that we actually want to be happy, that we actually want to feel connected and that it's possible for us to feel at ease. And it's waiting for us to actually do something about it once we notice it. The journey of transformation, of awareness, of fulfillment that leads to true inner peace and joy, that leads to internal stability and external connection and abundance is one that if you commit to for long enough, in trust, even if you don't see the results you want to straight away, you eventually will. Any type of transformation or change is dependent on your ability to be curious, to grow your capacity for curiosity and to stay with it. It's dependent on your ability to adopt different perspectives of what is possible And then to uncover the small actions that you need to take that determine whether you will stay exactly where you are or whether you'll see the shifts and changes you want to see within yourself and your life. There are many different ways to do this and there are no shortcuts in doing this. And I'm seriously skeptical of Anyone who says that there is only one way of doing things or one method or modality that will solve your problems and that will work. And, you know, I'm fairly new to the online space in this capacity. My previous career had me offline, basically traveling and working around the world with students and teaching directly in person. And now that I've taken my work to the online space after already having been teaching for like 10 years It's crazy to me the types of messages that I notice from different coaches, even therapists and different professionals of selling like a one size fits all way of creating any type of change or transformation in your life. Because what I know to be true and what has been true for me 
to today get to a place where I can confidently say that I am really living on purpose. I can confidently say that I am confident in my ability to make decisions for myself and my life without being swayed by, you know, the external opinions and expectations that are outside of me that so often feel really crippling and oppressive. I can confidently say that even on my worst days, I still feel content, which is not how it used to be for me, which is not how it was in the past. These days, I am able to hold the many polarities and complexities of being human and of myself that for so many cause stress, anxiety, confusion, and discontentment. Things that we are all as a human species looking for relief from. And, you know, I've explored many different methods and techniques along the way to increase my own self-awareness and uncover my blind spots that helped me to change the relationship I had with my own self-doubt, my insecurities, and expectations. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight. And I used many modalities that worked, some that didn't work in the moment, but worked years later when I tried them again and when I revisited them. And of course, this didn't happen overnight. And this is a journey that I can happily say that I'll be on for the rest of my life because the more I learn, the more I expand, the more I am able to fully live and embrace life. What I know to be true is that there are no shortcuts and there are no quick fixes. And the tools and methodologies that I teach and facilitate inside of Expand and Impact, like the long-term mentorship program and the emerging small group trainings, well, I can tell you for sure that they work and they're proven. And yet, I can also tell you for sure that they're going to be only one chapter on your bigger journey to creating a life where you feel both successful and at ease, where you accomplish your goals while also having deep and meaningful relationships. Shall you choose to join us, this is what you can expect. You can expect that E and I will be just one small chapter of your bigger life journey, and this is what I encourage compared to all of these other things that I'm seeing online, because I know from my personal experience that there is not any one method or technique that will bring you to a more grounded space within yourself and a more fulfilled space within your professional life. Transformation and change is deeply rooted in the compounding effect of asking questions and being and staying curious. When you learn to trust the bursts of desire and inspiration that you notice, you'll start to create more space in your life for different opportunities and mentors to come in. This journey isn't something we're meant to do alone. And if you're listening to this, then I trust that you've noticed these bursts of inspiration and these curiosities within you already, or else you wouldn't be here. It's really about taking self-responsibility for your experiences, for your emotions, and for the trajectory of your life and how it feels like. Mentors are extremely important because they help us uncover our blind spots that we otherwise wouldn't be able to see. You know, we live inside of our heads, so all of us think, of course, that we are extremely self-aware because we are constantly with our own dialogue, with our own self-perceptions in our mind. And we think that we have a clear understanding of how other people view us. But 
when we begin to unpack these ideas and these perspectives, we quickly see that there are a lot of illusions that are standing in the way between who we really are and how life really is. And our interpretations of what we think is going on, of who we think we are and how we think others perceive us is really what stands in the way between us being able to meet reality. And it also puts so much pressure on the tools and the techniques and the mentors and coaches and therapists that we bring into our life to solve us and to solve our problems. But you are your own best teacher and you already have the answers that you're looking for inside. But this can be such a difficult thing to conceptualize because we are born into so many systems that don't support us to reach our full potential, that don't support us to think for ourselves. We are taught what to think and not how to think. And, you know, I speak about career a lot because that's one of the most common things that women I work with through Expand and Impact um, that they come to me with feeling like they can't keep up with their life because of their work, or noticing that they've done all the right things to get to where they are and to be accomplished, and that there's still a part of them that doesn't fully feel happy, or rather feels too stressed to even know how you really feel. So why all of this attention on work? Because many of us it's one of the main things that we've been taught in our childhood that is the most important. For many of us, especially women who may be first or second generation in the workplace like myself, our career and our love life is the lens through which our families and society views us. The lens through which it measures our worth and our capabilities and our success. From the perspective of family, many of us have felt the pressure of not wanting our parents to worry about us, and at the same time, wanting to make them proud of us. We've also felt the pressure of finding a partner so that we can hopefully stop hearing the incessant questions coming our way, like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have children? We put so much pressure on ourselves because we feel so much pressure from others, whether this is a spoken thing or unspoken. But how much of this pressure do we actually create ourselves? And if we've been judged and criticized or compared to others when we were children, then we judge, criticize, and compare ourselves as adults. So how much of this judgment, criticism, and comparison is keeping us disconnected from ourselves, others, and a career that may feel more reflective of who we are. Or maybe let's expand it a little bit more and go outside of the career. How about a life that feels more reflective of who we actually are? There's no wonder why it's so hard to quiet our minds and relax into stillness. We expect so much from ourselves, and a lot of what we want doesn't align with the systems and structures we're born into. So we feel this immense conflict inside. We are striving towards one thing. Meanwhile, receiving little signs internally that we may actually desire something else. Because something is feeling off. Something isn't feeling quite right. 
with how things are going. And there's that part of us that is questioning it. It's starting to question reality. And that is the curiosity that is either going to keep you where you are or reset the trajectory of your life to create massive change. So how do we bridge this gap? What do we do? I can't tell you exactly what to do because then I'd just be a part of the problem of all of the messages we receive on a day-to-day basis of what we should do or what we shouldn't be doing or what we should or shouldn't think is important to us and focus on. But what I can do is invite you to practice having a beginner's mind, practice staying with your curiosity, and practice taking small actions towards that curiosity. That's basically what I've been doing my entire life, and it has not led me astray. Instead, it's led me to exactly where I'm meant to be right now in my life, both personally and professionally. And that may look different every day. But there's a common theme, a deep knowing that I'm right where I'm supposed to be, that I'm right on time. I still do get stuck in the pitfalls of comparison and self-doubt and stress and anxiety and judgment, but I don't find myself staying in these places for too long anymore. And Even when I am extremely stressed and there's a lot of moving parts going on in my life or a lot of things personally and professionally, I still have that deep knowing that I'm right where I'm supposed to be and I'm right on time, which isn't something that I had access to this clearly and this strongly for many, many years. And it wasn't just one thing that I did that got me here. It was a compounding effect of following my curiosity and trusting that it's okay for me to follow it, however it may look like. And I also want to be transparent and honest with you because sometimes following your curiosity doesn't turn out how you thought it would and actually starts to kind of bring up more of those doubts within you. Sometimes the lessons you need to learn are through pain and struggle before you can meet that place of deeper contentment, deeper knowing, deeper self-understanding and peace. And this is because we're meant to change our relationship to pain and to struggle instead of feeling powerless against it. When you grow your capacity to hold discomfort and to be in uncomfortable emotions and situations, that is the only way you can grow your capacity for more joy and more connection and for more inner peace and for more fulfillment and for more purpose. All of these beautiful adjectives that we all want, but there may be a part of us that is skeptical and doesn't believe that it's actually possible to attain it. But if there is that inkling of curiosity there, that part of you that isn't quite sure, but still feels drawn to the idea, to the possibility, regardless, of the skepticism or the inner critic, then it's absolutely possible for you to create massive change in your life. At the time of this recording, I'm currently living in Australia. I left America in 2016 for what was supposed to be a six-month working adventure in Australia, actually. 
coincidentally, I haven't been here the last, um, the whole time. I'm back again, but my journey started with Australia and I'm here right now as well. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to be only six months that I was going to be away on this working adventure because I got a job in Australia. And it's been almost eight years now that I've been living abroad that I haven't moved back after that initial six months. My original plan was to move back after the six months to the U.S., find an apartment in Brooklyn with my best friend at the time, and then a job in the city. It's been almost eight years since I lived in the U.S., and from the outside looking in, some may think that I was living the dream or living by my own rules already. I somehow managed to create an unconventional career that was both exciting and challenging at the same time. I was literally getting paid to travel and teach and adventure around the world. And this isn't everyone's dream, but it actually was my dream as a little girl. This is what I've dreamed of. I remember this moment when I was a little girl where I just had this idea, this vision that I wanted to live abroad and work abroad when I was an adult. And in 2016, I didn't know it then, but that was the dream that I was going to fulfill for the next eight years. And I recognize the privilege in this. I recognize that I had the support and the financial means to make such a big move. You know, I like literally left the country when I was 22. I must have been like 22 years old. I literally like moved out of my passport country at 22. And I've only been back to visit. I haven't lived in America in eight years. So this bold move is, you know, like has privilege written all over it. But outside of the fact that I am an identifying white woman, so it was easier for me to act on this dream. What you couldn't see from the outside was that for about four of those years that I was living and working overseas, a part of me couldn't let go of the idea of the plan that I originally had for myself, which was to move back to where I was technically from, get a job in the city, move into an apartment with my best friend, and go on living my life. What you couldn't see from the outside looking in was how extremely guilty and conflicted I felt most days. How every decision I made was under the premise of, if I'll accept this job contract and move back soon. Thinking in this way made it impossible for me to be present, made it impossible for me to live in the moment and appreciate what I've created and what I achieved. I was the only person I knew from where I grew up that was doing something like this. It was completely unheard of, and my family thought I was maybe a little crazy, but above that, that I wasn't taking life seriously. And I felt that message with every conversation we had that ended in an argument about why I hadn't come back home yet, why I hadn't moved back, and why I'm continuing to work overseas and pursue this type of job. I experienced incredible pushback. Despite having already made the decision and taken the steps to follow, you know, my curiosity and to live in this unconventional way. Because where I come from, 
is conventional. Where I come from, stability is priority. Where I come from, there are only a few ways that a career is supposed to look in order to be able to say that you're successful or to be viewed as successful. And where I come from, a woman isn't supposed to be traveling around the world and working in different countries by herself without a partner to be there to support her and protect her. So not only is it extremely challenging to give yourself permission to follow your curiosity, especially if it goes against the norms and the status quo and everything that you've been brought up to believe is important and is valuable and is successful and is worthy. But when you already follow that curiosity like I did and you take those steps, it's still going to be a challenge for those first years as you're growing into yourself and into that experience. And I'll tell you why. It took me about four years while I was already living and working overseas and like, quote unquote, following the dream I had for myself and my curiosity to actually make peace with what I actually wanted, even though I was already doing it. There was still a little voice inside of my head that was telling me this wasn't reality and this couldn't be my reality and that it's too far-fetched and different and it feels too good to be real, to be a real option of how you can live and lead your life. I was already doing it and a part of me still didn't believe that it was fully possible. A part of me was holding on to the version of the plan that I had originally thought of for myself. A part of me wasn't ready to accept that this is what I actually wanted. And throughout these four years where I was grappling with this massive internal conflict of whether or not I was doing the right thing, whether or not it was a good idea for me to move back and to follow that original plan and those original ideas and ideologies that I was conditioned to believe and internalize. And when my definition of home and my feeling of home began to change and it was no longer home as in my parents' house in my passport country, but home to myself and where I am in any given moment, that was the scariest thing ever. Because at the time, what I made it mean was that it would separate me from everyone and everything I had known and was brought up to believe in value. I was afraid that if I admitted to myself what I actually wanted and that I was enjoying the life that I was creating, my family would be mad at me and that they wouldn't accept me. These fears I am naming also exist within the women that I work with. So if any of this resonates with you, you are not alone. This fear of failure, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, it's real. And it has its place. It's there for a reason. And it's also the thing that's going to keep us living small, feeling scared, 
and not following these impulses of curiosity and passions and hobbies that actually make life worth living, that make life more joyful, and that connect us with ourselves and the things that would make life feel more exciting and full that are personal to us, that are unique to us. And the only way out of the fear of failure, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection is to move through it. It's to meet it. It's to depersonalize it. There was a reason I was resisting moving back. And it wasn't because there was anything wrong with where I came from. It wasn't because I came from a bad family that didn't support or love me. But there was a reason I resisted. And with that resistance came a lot of guilt and shame that I had to work through to get to this place of deeper self-trust. To get to a place of truly backing myself and my decisions and also relearning how to belong to my roots in a new way in a way that allowed me to feel connected to where I was from, who I was from, and at the same time gave me the freedom to be myself and make different choices that weren't rooted in fear and survival, that allowed me to live up to my full potential and my fullest expression of myself. Isn't this what we all want? To really connect and feel the freedom of being ourselves, to be accepted for who we are and what we want, and to be able to dream and desire out loud without fear of judgment. I share this to acknowledge that it's okay to change your mind, and it's okay to not change it all at once. It's okay to acknowledge that you want something different and not yet know how to get it. You can simultaneously be living and making decisions to follow your dreams and your curiosities already into the future. You could already be acting on them while a part of you still holds on to the past and the ideas you had for yourself and your life once upon a time. And to create a different future, requires grieving the life you planned or thought you would have. This is how we process emotions instead of suppressing them. Little by little, the parts of you that are scared, that are uncertain, that don't want relationships to change because you're changing and you're realizing that maybe you want something different, maybe you're meant for more, these parts, they'll eventually catch up and feel more comfortable in this new reality that you're creating. But these parts need to be reassured. You need to grow your capacity to move in self-trust. You need to allow yourself to unlock and uncover the inner knowing that lives inside of you and give yourself permission to be guided by the subtle signs of inspiration or resistance in your life and trust that you will always figure it out. These moments of inspiration and of resistance are not there by accident. They're both signposts guiding you in the direction of more contentment and fulfillment. Living and leading from a place of deep self-trust means you deeply know that you will always figure it out. 
that you have the skills and the tools and the capacity and the intelligence to figure it out that you will be okay. You have to trust that even in the darkest moments and the most uncertain times, when you stay true to yourself and your path, you will emerge on the other side happier, healthier, and wealthier than you could have ever imagined. Only if this is what you want, of course. You're not meant to know how to do this because this isn't something we're taught. We are trained for conformity and not the pursuit of a courageous life. We are trained what to think and not how to think. We are trained what to feel and what is an acceptable feeling or sensation or emotion instead of the practice and the art of noticing how we are experiencing every given moment and every situation. One of the things that I found the most helpful was learning how to hold all of the different versions of myself and the aspects of myself, the ones that maybe weren't so pretty to look at and that I wasn't the most proud of, maybe even a little bit ashamed of, a little bit embarrassed about, and also learning to embrace and step into those qualities that I do love about myself, that I am proud, and being able to hold all of these different versions of me that exist in between, all of the nuance, and also learning to acknowledge these different parts and welcome them into my experience and my existence. You can learn to hold the different versions of yourself and aspects of yourself too. You can learn to acknowledge all of the different qualities that you have and attributes and welcome it and integrate it into your existence and into your life. And to do that, you have to create intimacy with these versions of yourself and these aspects. You can't accept what you reject. You can't change what you make excuses for. You have to get curious about the impact your thoughts and beliefs are having on your life. You have to get curious about what your body is signaling to you and the root of your emotions. And you have to practice curiosity and compassion over judgment and the fear of rejection. You're a whole human and deserve to come to a place within yourself that allows you to live and lead from a place of deeper self-trust, deeper connection, more courage, creativity, and contentment. And this evolving process, this journey of transformation and awareness, you are your own best teacher. You have the answers to the questions you're looking for. I always say we're not meant to do this work alone, and that may sound contradictory to what I just named that you are your own best teacher. How can I have someone support me on this journey or have a mentor or a coach or a therapist if I'm my own best teacher, right? And to that, I say life is full of contradictions. The best mentor, teacher, coach, therapist is one that helps you turn inward and gives you tools to rediscover who you are so that you can unlock that confidence that lives within, that clarity that lives within, the courage that lives within. Find yourself a mentor who has integrated the changes that you want to see in your life, in their own life. Because when you learn to integrate all of these aspects of yourself, that's when you can 
help others do the same. A true leader has been there and they've experienced it. And they lead from a place of resonance, integration, and deep knowing, and also, most importantly, mutual respect. One of my spiritual teachers, Ram Das, who passed away a few years ago, and sadly, I was never able to meet him before his passing, but his teachings left a huge impression on my life. And something he articulated so beautifully was that we are all just walking each other home. There is no way that you can do this work wrong. And trust that you are on your own timeline. So today, find a moment to be still and just get curious. What do you notice? What questions are coming up that you want the answers to? And identify not only what you would like to shift in your life and in how you feel, but also how you want it to look like and what you want instead. Often, claiming our desires and saying them out loud feels really selfish. Wanting more or wanting something different after you've dedicated years to get to where you are isn't the easiest. But if you want something to change, you have to do at least one thing differently every day. And it can be a very, very small thing. It can be the smallest of things, but doing one thing differently every day, like even switching up the way you walk home or drive home from work. Doing one thing differently every day interrupts the pattern of our autopilot, and we all flow into autopilot in our everyday lives. I do as well. But doing one thing differently, even five minutes of meditation, these are pattern interrupters, as I like to call them. And they are very useful in creating a little bit of internal space for that curiosity and those bursts of inspiration to come through so that you can know what steps to take, who to reach out to, what brave action to go after to start to live your most successful, happiest, and healthiest life. If you liked today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with three friends and left a five-star review on iTunes. We have a big goal of reaching and connecting one million women who have a desire to learn, grow, and live and lead from a place of alignment, confidence, self-trust, authenticity, and inner peace. And by sharing this episode with friends or colleagues, you can help us reach this audacious goal. This is how generational change happens, one woman reclaiming her voice and her power at a time. That's it for this week. Cheers to your health, wealth, and happiness, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Remember, expansive education plus inspired action equals an impactful life. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at expandandimpact.